1: Take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the, the way,
0: way they were.
1: Chantal, what
0: are you loving this week? What do you want to break up with? What I'm loving this week is a cheese board delivered to your hotel room, <gasps> which I had this week. My bestie took me away to a spa oh. um, down on the coast. We went out to a three-course dinner, obviously, in the hotel after our treatments. And before we went, we watched the first half of He's All That, which is the remake of She's All That, which, by the way, is a great remake. I stand by it. Nothing wrong with that film. And then we went to have dinner, came back with a second bottle of red and had the cheese board delivered to our room where we then watched the final half of He's All That while eating the cheese board in bed with the red wine. Grania, it was amazing. When the guy turned up with it on the silver platter, we were already in our robes, like the big terrycloth spa robes. With the che- There were no crumbs in your robes, but it was so massive, the platter. And then when you were done, you just put it up somewhere. You didn't have to worry about it. If you can get someone, anyone in your life, to bring you pre-cut up, pre-room temperature made cheese with crackers and some chutney to your room, it's life-changing in a sense. It's worth it. It makes you think like you've made it. I haven't made it, but it makes you feel like you've made it. That's what I'm loving this week. What about you? Did you just get down on your knees and weep? (laughs) I'll tell you what, I wasn't even that hungry. I didn't even really want it. (laughs) It was more my friend that wanted it. I just wanted it to be delivered to me. I just wanted the visual Uh, of me receiving a cheese board from a not unhandsome little bellboy looking guy as well. So everything about it was... uh... And all the different cheeses, they're all so tasty. Are you a cheese girl? I love cheese. It's so good. I love cheese. There was, oh, there was, you would have loved this. Honestly, you would have been, it was heaven. Not even that expensive. Doesn't cost that much for a taste of luxury.
1: I absolutely love this story, but I have also just seen White Lotus. So part of me is a little bit worried that you're now like a metaphor for Oh, we spent a lot of time
0: discussing White Lotus while in a jacuzzi drinking champagne that was brought to us. (laughs) So yeah, we're fully aware of what we were doing.
1: So the nearest I have to that level of decadence is I went to a wedding on Sunday. Now, I love weddings, but I feel like I've never done a wedding properly because I feel with weddings, there's too much waiting around. And then I get hungry. I don't like drinking when I'm hungry because I'm grumpy, so I don't like drinking, and then I eat too much and then I'm too full to drink, and I just I've always felt I've done weddings wrong. By the sounds of it, you have been doing them wrong. I get so stressed. When I'm hungry, I just am a nightmare. But this wedding was amazing because we went to the ceremony at the start of the day, which was beautiful, gorgeous. Then because of COVID restrictions, we weren't invited to the meal part, which was fine. Me and my boyfriend got fish and chips. We went back to the Airbnb, watched all three Lover's Blind reunion episodes, eating our fish and chips and then headed to the boogie porch. And by that point you were totally fed and then you had the free
0: booze and dancing. Now you know how to do it. So from now on is your plan to always just skip the meal. I think you can cite be dietary like requirements, something like that, and just say you say you feel sick or something. Just get the hell out of there. Go do your own stuff and then come back. Is that the point? Yeah,
1: I think all weddings should be ceremony, then go watch food in front of Netflix, then a dance. Do You don't like the speeches? I love watching
0: the speeches because they're not very good, but I'm into watching them.
1: But I just I get so grumpy. I don't like dawdling, and I can't stand hovering. I feel I like you don't hovering. like weddings. For some reason, like I love a wedding. I'm like, do you? I feel like a lot of weddings are. you into. It's just when they go to get their pictures taken, and I genuinely feel like I could watch *Gone with the Wind* between the actual ceremony and the first bit of morsel of food in my mouth. Yeah, you got to bring a wrong. snack
0: bag, or you have to be okay with drinking on an empty stomach, or mm-hmm. have a huge breakfast, or do what you did—just skip out, and have fish and chips. The, the way, way they, they were.
1: were. Actor, comedian, man about town, esthete and vagabond, flaneur, that is, Mr. David Mills. And
2: here I am.
1: May we call you David? As
2: if you magicked me <laughs> out of the ether. Whenever two or more gather in my name, I am there. <laughs> true that. It's true.
0: How are you, David?
2: I'm hanging in there. You know, I think I'm going to make it at least until tomorrow. We'll see what happens then. So,
1: David, we asked you to take a little wander down your personal memory lane of great loves that have been and are sadly no more. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited about your couple. But, Chantelle, obviously, you don't know who the couple is. And I'm really nervous. I have a really bad feeling I'm not going to know them. Because I like to do a bit of reading about the couple. Before the recording. And let's just say this couple had to do quite a lot of research. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh God. Oh God. Okay. There's a lot of drama, guys. There
2: was a lot of drama, but you know, they really paid off and they gave a lot, not just to one another, but to all of us, I think. (laughs) And the culture underrated as well.
1: Before we go any further, I'm going to set the scene so Chantel, we can let you know that our great couple. Got together in the spring of 1997. So, just to take you back, it is the year Tony Blair is elected. We lost Princess Diana, Queen of Our Hearts, and Men in Black is the top film at the box office. And these two lovebirds captured each other and the world's imagination. Any ideas who they might just, be?
0: That's it. You can be a year, <laughs> a year and a season. As I always start with this, are they British? No. They're American. I presume those are the options here. They're always either British or American. No (laughs) one's yet to come here with anything else. We're sticking with
1: those two. Oh, God. Spring 97. You're in your bootcut jeans. You're listening to your Discman.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Here's the hint that, for me, encapsulates their relationship.
1: Yeah, that's not a lot for me to
0: work
2: with this a year. Go on. Matching white pantsuits. (laughs) Matching white pantsuit. Matching white pantsuits at the White House Correspondents' Dinner.
0: <sighs> Who wears a matching white pantsuit? Wait, are they...
2: You know these two. <laughs> are the they? available image in your brain.
0: No, I don't. Huddling they... up with
2: Bill Clinton, laughing on the couch with Oprah. No.
0: Are they both women? Is it Ellen and Anne Hesch? <laughs> of course it
2: is! <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> I and
0: oh, what a pairing what a pair yes. oh Anne hash woman of our time
2: the first great lesbian romance of really of our time
0: i definitely of the time name one before them that we that was open and out about it i guess well. the closest i can think of would be Sandra, Bernhardt, and Madonna. They had a little fling in the 80s. They avos. had a little fling,
2: didn't they? Yes, but they, they weren't, weren't full. They, they weren't, weren't
0: going red carpet, Scissor they Sisters. They weren't no. doing that.
2: No, and they also weren't national heroes in the way <laughs> Anne and Ellen were. They weren't the pioneers, <laughs> the trail
0: <laughs> And
1: the matching haircuts, matching everything.
0: The matching- yeah.
1: They just matched. Yeah. Matching highlights, matching feathered. Yeah. Rachel, Cush. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm, Acting mm-hmm.
2: frosted. The frosted lots. tips. And oh, same so height as well. They could wear each other's clothes. Were, clothes. One was the butch and one was the femme. As always. As always. As we see in... You've
1: got to have that dynamic.
2: relationships and all relationships. You know? <laughs> so
1: before we figure out what brought these two together, I did a little bit of research on their respective past. Now, who do you want to hear first about? Ellen or Anne.
0: I think I know more about Ellen already. So I'd like to hear more about Anne Hesh I okay. find her really interesting.
1: So first of all, just a little bit of context because I think this is really interesting. So the year they got together, 97, Ellen was 38, Anne, 28. Yes. So there's a bit of an age Why, gap sir? dynamic I didn't realize between that. the two. So Anne was, she- Had a lot of heat. <laughs> <laughs> she had a lot of
2: heat. We forget She's... that. We forget <laughs> that. She had a lot of heat. She she was
1: the moment, late 90s, Anne was having a moment. She had been an actress since she was a child. She, Anne's background, was tricky. So her family moved about quite a bit. Her dad died of AIDS when she was really young. She came from an incredibly religious family. Her mother now is like a super extreme conservative Christian. This is incredible. So Anne is working through a lot. She has moved away from her family. She moved to New York. She started doing sort of soap operas, then small
2: films. Now... Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. We we can't (laughs) gloss over this moment. She won, I think, multiple daytime Emmys... For her role on Another World. I was a Days person myself.
0: Oh, were you? Okay. I was right.
2: always Days, but Another World, I think, fed into Days. I was firm Days. I was not so much Another World, but they were on the same channel. She has real pedigree. She comes out of American soap operas, then she moved into films from there. Which and that
0: was a big time for American soap operas back then as well. It was, a big, was a big, time. It was just
2: post Luke and Laura, about yep, 10 years yep. after Luke and Laura. Yeah. And also not a lot of actors make that jump.
1: Because you're both American, obviously. Soap operas in America, is it anyway sort of the same sort of cultural space as Coronation Street and EastEnders?
0: I would say no. It- I think they're completely different. Because they're not prime time; they're, day time. So, they're well, daytime. They're daytime. Aside from I know in the ninety, I guess sorry in the eighties, I guess Dallas was an evening one. Dallas wasn't, was it, wasn't Dallas and Dynasty nighttime those ones. Were so but they th- were unusual. But all the daytime wacky ones like Days of Our Lives and Another World, all of those is a whole different. it's Just housewives that watch those. Yeah,
2: but also the other thing, Grania, that's very different. Is they're super aspirational.
0: Yeah, so big They live
2: gla- very glamorous lives in the way that Dallas and Dynasty did. They mm. cut work a day like. EastEnders or Coronation Street. These are sort of glamorous people living glamorous lives.
0: Yeah, they're all in mansions all the time. And they're much more wackadoo than the English soap operas, which is what makes them great.
1: Our heroine, Anne, makes the leap from daytime soap to small, quite prestigious TV stuff. In 1996, she makes If These Walls Could Talk... I yes, know that was.
0: If These Walls Could Talk. Talk. I loved Could If These Walls Talk. Could Talk. They made two of those. I watched yes. them both. Don't worry about it. You had Chloe Sevigny and them, were playing a biker lesbian, which I loved. Ellen was in one and it was her and Sharon Stone having the lesbian couple having the children. That was If These Walls Could Talk too. I forgot what Anne Hesh did. I just remember Chloe Sevigny and Ellen. Demi oh, Moore Demi was Moore. in one. She did yes, one yes, with yes, Demi yes, Moore, yes, yes. didn't she? That She did the first one with Demi Moore. That's right. Yeah. It was iconic. Lesbian through history. In the yeah. house. It was great. HBO miniseries. Is that right? It was HBO. HBO am I miniseries.
2: wrong? Directed by Cher? No. <laughs> was I it? Maybe, it... The second, maybe the second series, second episode was directed by Cher? Something you're just like that.
0: To, you're just trying to make sure Cher references made within the first 20 minutes. And I, I, I love you I for don't it.
2: i have to make <laughs> sure she's she is in the air that we breathe. She'll
0: come in. She'll be in the air. <laughs> it's wherever gays gather. She just appears. She did not direct it, did she? I think she probably did. Or she built the
1: house. <laughs> Should we
0: just not look the it up Plumbing. <laughs> say that she did?
2: Someone Someone did. Someone yeah. someone, someone did. Started. And someone even started. if it <laughs> wasn't yeah. Cher, yeah. they were
0: trying to be,
1: they were thinking
2: Ron, what Cher did. You carry doing? on. I'm just going to look into that a little bit. I
1: think she did the catering.
2: <laughs> Cher directed the third segment.
1: Third segment. segment. Not sure I saw that one.
2: That one starred Demi Moore, Sissy SpaceX, and Cher.
1: It's good, because if she was messing up a line, she could tell herself to snap out of it. Exactly. Snap out of it. Exactly. Adna <laughs> <laughs> Anne enters the public spotlight, 1997, with Volcano, an appearance oh, yes. in I Know What You Did Last Summer and the political comedy, Wag the Dog. She had previously, her dating history was exclusively heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Two of the most famous ones were Lindsay Buckingham, guitarist from Fleetwood Mac, and everybody's favourite banjo-playing funny man, Steve Martin. Yep. Now, this is, I think, interesting. Steve Martin, 24 years her senior. And then
0: didn't he make fun of her in Bowfinger?
2: He referenced her in Bowfinger, yeah. The
0: girl, I forget who the girl is in Bowfinger, leaves the lead, leaves him for a lesbian. Yeah. Isn't that right?
2: Yeah. I don't know
0: who plays her. I've forgotten who plays her. Heather Graham. Graham. That's right, Heather Graham. The rage difference was mental, him and her together. It was crazy. And everyone kind of got away with it because it's Steve Martin and he's nice. Mm -hmm.
1: It's crazy how her relationship with Ellen was so controversial, but... Somebody 24 years her senior, people were like, oh, how romantic. That's Well, nice. but
2: I mean, it was consensual. Let's not yeah. suggest otherwise.
1: Think about her mental state. So she's had a very difficult childhood. She's in a very sort of insecure profession. She's dating people a lot older than her. She's mm-hmm. a moment in the spotlight. Enter her love interest. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres.
2: But what's key is they see each other across a crowded room at the Variety Oscars party.
0: Really? Well, that's a lot.
2: Now, if that's not disorienting, I don't know what is.
0: And also, you have to think of where Ellen's career is here as well. She
2: had she'd well, already come out. I'm gay. Yep, I'm gay. So, Big TV guide color. Famously.
1: Actually, she hadn't come out. Oh, had she not? I thought she'd she done the TV guide. Co- okay. So, okay. Ellen... Is from the South. She's from Louisiana. She's from, she's from my neck of the
0: woods. She's from she's New Orleans. She's from
1: Louisiana. Okay. Her parents divorced when she was young. They also very Christian background. Now, her first serious relationship oh my God, talk about soap opera. Her first proper girlfriend. She had a fight with her. She's going out with her. It was a rocky relationship. They were having an argument because she kind of thought her girlfriend was cheating on her. She was in a bar with her girlfriend watching a band. Her girlfriend wants to talk to her. Ellen's annoyed. So she pretends she can't hear her. The girlfriend gets annoyed. Leaves. Then Ellen leaves about like half an hour later. Is driving along the road. Sees a car crash. Gets home discovers it was her girlfriend in the car crash. Off the back of that experience, she writes this famous stand-up routine that turns her from, like, a waitress to one of the most famous comedians in America. She's still in the closet. Then she has a relationship with a producer that ends in... 96. Date's very important. She has this long-term relationship with a TV producer that ends in 96. Then she meets Annie at the Oscars, and a week later, she comes out on Time Magazine as the lesbian we all know and love.
0: Classic lesbians yeah. as well,
1: within a week. They're moving in together,
0: probably. Planning soon, the future.
2: I think soon after, she and Anne go on Oprah.
1: Well, so the big controversy was... Was she
2: silent or was she silenced? (laughs) (laughs) That's my question. That's my only question.
0: I mean, Oprah knew what she was doing back then. She got the couples on quick. She was straight in there. She knew what she was doing.
1: So, David, do you think it's like this moment, this sort of like late 90s, early noughties? What is so iconic, do you think, about Anne? Well,
2: I think that era was sort of when I peaked as a human being anyway. So I, you know, have a great affection for that moment. The white pantsuits at the correspondence dinner later later in the trajectory when they hung out with the Clintons was such a style moment. You know, I tried to emulate on many occasions. I could never (laughs) find someone who would want to be my partner in that. So I ended up looking like the Rube, you know, but... Two white pantsuits, dynamite, one pant, white pantsuit.
0: Celine Dion at the, at the Oscars, yeah. Exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> I was a fan of Ellen as a stand-up. I was not a huge fan, I have to be honest, of the Ellen sitcom, which Same. I didn't think played to her strengths. But I did like her as a, a comedian. And of course, as a, a young budding comedian in that era as well, we all knew she was gay. I mean, I didn't, certainly didn't perform with her. I was really, really low level just starting out. But I knew people who did perform with her and everyone knew she was gay and all her audience. She had a huge lesbian following, massive lesbian following. And she would play big lesbian festivals but she would never be open about, never talk about it. I mean, I know that concept sounds weird right now, but a lot of acts, a lot of lesbian acts in particular, because there were many lesbian comedians in the 90s. A lot of them would play the lesbian festivals, like lesbian music festivals and things like that. But they would never mention being lesbian.
0: Like her and Rosie O'Donnell headlining, but no. Like Rosie O'Donnell.
2: Exactly. That sort of thing. So Ellen was in that world and and we all sort of knew and, and loved her as comedians, even though not personally, but she really liked her act and was rooting for her. And then she blew up nationally and I felt invested in her.
0: No, I remember watching her loads as a kid. Like I don't think you mm. p- people over here realize quite how big she was in the early 90s. Like, she was on Comedy Central like almost every night. I thought she was hilarious. I still remember bits of hers. I still like yeah. reference, I still know bits of hers. Yeah. So they're glued into my brain there. She was so she massive. It
2: refers to kind of like a real American style as well, like Bob Newhart. Mm. And this kind of very understated midwestern, sort of slow comedy. Yep.
0: Lots of pauses, lots yeah, of breaks. Yeah, exactly.
2: And she just did it so well. And, you know, in a way, also Tig Notaro does that. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. very similar. Very similar yeah. style. That famous think, phone call to God thing she did on Johnny Carson, yeah. Ellen. I
1: always remember that was, like, yeah.
2: huge. And it was only five minutes, but it was just but, but Bob Newhart also had a telephone routine.
1: That telephone routine was inspired by the death of... I presume that must be the one you're talking oh, okay. about yeah that was her big one yeah right. that's what I remember that. I even know when I started doing stand-up there was still a, such a stereotype of female comedians being lesbians there really really was and I remember this is like 15 years ago to be a woman in comedy was like ugh it was seen as so like androgynous and unsexy and unattractive and to add lesbian to that as well nowadays it's so cool everybody's polyamorous and bisexual and queer and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I think there's so many stereotypes about women in comedy. When I started, so I can't even imagine what it was like in the 80s. So for her to come out, I know she was successful enough. She was able to. There would have been so much prejudice and preconception. You, you, what's
2: so great about Sandra Bernhardt is she worked the clubs for many years and then as soon as she got famous she never went back to the clubs and she said i'm never going back and i I wanted to get big enough that i didn't have to do the clubs because it was such an unpleasant experience for women because the promoters were always hitting on you and the other comics were always you know grabbing you and making jokes about your body and all that and imagine ellen in that world. Do you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Having to do all that. How ugly was that? And I also remember when Ellen, maybe it was around the time of the TV show, she had a little Hollywood moment and she had a movie called Mr. Wrong. She had several dates or she couldn't find the right man or something like that. Well, and I
0: wonder why. I wonder why.
2: Right? <laughs> but I remember, I didn't see the movie either, but I remember watching the trailer and this whole scene with her and this man taking her top off
0: mm-hmm. in the trailer. That's crazy. wacky. That's crazy. nuts. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, not
2: too sincerely. I don't care really about any celebrity couples, but I mean, if I had to choose one, I think they were, I don't know. They were cool.
1: How long were they together for?
2: Not long. So they were
1: together for three and a half years. Is that all? Yeah. of. what a very wild ride. So controversial. So it didn't really seem to impact Ellen's career so so much being in a relationship with Anne Hesh because mm. she was already out. But Anne Hesh, the minute she was seen on the red carpet with Ellen, it basically... Ended her Hollywood career. She said she lost a million pound contract. She wasn't in a leading role in any studio film for 10 years afterwards.
2: What about Six Days and Seven Nights?
1: So they started filming that days after she was outed. Or she outed herself. So, Didn't her and Harrison like, Ford really not get along very well? There was well, something that made that up. She says out. he was actually very supportive of her. Oh, good. Right. But right. It, the idea of the toxicity of the time. So even the fact... Ellen came out in her sitcom. It wasn't even that it just affected her. Laura Dern, who was just a guest star in that episode, said she received backlash over oh. just appearing in that episode, just being there so and yeah because you had
0: Anne Hesh playing Harrison Ford's love interest and everyone would just been told to was lesbian everyone just couldn't even buy that for a second on the but film but also that, that, that
2: film totally bombed
0: and it bombed it was, I think it was going to be a bad film anyways Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. so
1: the cards were stacked up against her a bit the moment they just meet at Thanishi Farah Oscar party I love the this is there. how Anne Hesh variety An- <laughs> <laughs> variety
0: sweetheart come on
1: <laughs> this Details is how Anne Hesh describes the moment she's describing Ellen she said she was radiating I think at certain times in people's lives you just radiate an energy and a glow of fabulousness and that was her I had never seen anyone so little. I can't think of a person I would less describe as fabulous than Ellen Degeneres. <laughs> Nothing about, I, mean, I can see her being charismatic
0: and everything, but fabulous is not what I would describe Ellen Degeneres. <laughs>
1: Maybe it's because she was in her white tuxedo, especially
0: if so I was funny. at a Variety Oscars party, surrounded by some of the most beautiful people in the world. You go, Ellen, fabulous. <laughs>
2: Well, she must have been because she was so different and she was so androgynous. And I think what was fabulous about her is that Hollywood really was convinced that she was a star in that moment.
1: So David, as a gay man in showbiz, was that a moment for you? Did it sort of open up doors of possibilities you thought would never happen?
2: It felt like part of a moment because there was a lot of gay comedy at that time that was kind of bubbling under. Like There was another act called Suzanne Westenhofer, who was sort of... Also could have been the one that made it. She didn't. Mm -hmm. And she's still out there, you know. There was Sandra climbing the the ladder in her kind of weird sexuality. And there were gays as well. There was a guy called Bob Smith who was really happening at at that moment. Scott Kapura was happening.
0: He was. Kapura
2: was Um, happening. Who else? You know, like nationally, he was in that big film, Robin Williams.
1: But like seeing a gay couple like that, and they were so mainstream, the Clinton. For me,
2: it was less about that, being mainstream. It was more about seeing Ellen as a gay comedian make it into Hollywood and then have this kind of conventional Hollywood romance, tabloid, fabulousness, fame. Right down to being
0: her being older and Anne Hesh being kind of a young blonde ingenue almost. In way, you know what yeah. I mean? It's very kind of, almost yeah. very typical Hollywood. The
2: up-and-coming hot yeah. Hollywood actress. You know, she was able to snatch her away.
1: And kind
0: of kills her career as well.
1: (laughs) Before (laughs) we get to the breakup, let's just pause a moment. Anne and Ellen, date night. What do you imagine date night with Anne and Ellen? So it's like the the late 90s. Where are we going? What are we wearing? Who are we going to meet?
2: Spago in LA, you know, White Orchids.
1: (laughs) Who are we meeting? Late
2: 90s. Who's late 90s? Maybe Corey Feldman. Maybe Corey
0: Haim. He was still with us. Was River
2: still with us?
0: No, River had gone. River
1: went a few years back.
2: Johnny Depp was around. Johnny was around.
1: He was at the Viper Room. They could have gone to the Viper Room. Would Ellen DeGeneres be hanging around with Johnny Depp?
2: Anne H. kind of pushed her into that world a bit. Yeah.
1: Okay. You know what I mean?
2: (laughs) Gave her a bit of edge.
1: She's got her Pashima on. She's wearing Mm -hmm. her best kitten heels. Yes. They love the kitten.
2: I think Ellen's always been a bit colour-blocking. That's always worked for her. It's a classic lesbian look.
1: Sadly, all good things must come to an end. Mm. And in the late summer, early autumn of 2000, her love hearts, they didn't make it. They broke up. Now, this breakup, by all accounts, Still quite controversial. Apparently, a few weeks beforehand, they were seen looking at houses. They were very, very happy. Then they break up. Apparently, they're both very upset. This is how Ellen talks about the breakup. Uh She says, Hesh walked out the door. I don't have the answers. I don't know what happened. I felt betrayed. It was the first time I'd ever had my heart broken. I've always been the one to leave relationships, I have been in long term relationships. But this was the one I really believed was forever. Mm. Now, controversially, because Anne, within weeks, has now got together with a guy who worked as a director on Ellen's last comedy tour.
0: Nice.
1: And she is pregnant within the year. After the breakup, Anne pulls up to a guy's house in the middle of the desert in Fresno. She goes into his house Says she wants some water. She has a shower. And then she just sits down and starts watching movies in his living room. And he's like, oh, this is a bit weird. And he recognizes her. And then he calls the sheriff. And she says that she is a celestial being and the daughter of God. And she's come to save the planet. So then she's quickly institutionalized. And then she gets better. And she gets together with the director guy. I mean... She had a big year. So she left Ellen for Coleman Laugh Room, mm.
0: Nice, good, good a name. A cameraman strongly.
1: she met from the previous year on Ellen's stand-up tour. They married. They had a child together. Then they got divorced in 2007. Mm. Then she left him for an actor that she'd been working with called James Tipper. They had a baby in 2009, but then separated in 2018. At the moment, according to... Google research. She's single, ready to mingle, but possibly in a relationship with... Thomas Jane. She's with Thomas oh, Jane. No, she was with him, but they have broken up too. Oh, I really they loved have those two. Up too. Now she's dating a skincare guru.
0: Oh. Nice.
1: Oh. Ellen, devastated by the breakup, but then still managed to get her act together and start going out with photographer Alexandra Hedison. Oh. They went out for four years. Oh. Alexandra Hedison is now married to Jodie Foster. Oh, this okay. is great!
2: Now here we're, we're back Very the in the lesbian circles. universe.
1: Power and then lesbians. In 2004, she met her beloved wife, Portia De Rossi. Yes, and they've been together ever since, happily. Anne hasn't spoken a lot until recently about her time with Ellen, which is a bit strange, considering like what an impact it had on her profile it's you know how people most know her so she was recently interviewed off the back of all the allegations about Ellen being difficult to work with about what it was like to go out with her she said every day in my life was reaching out to her to make peace Ellen found it difficult to trust that I was a woman who could fall in love with a woman while still not being gay in Anne's own words and then she said the day they broke up was when Ellen said to her I don't want a girlfriend who needs friends. Wow. And she said she was quite controlling in the relationship. She was quite possessive. And that Ellen made her quit acting. And that she started a garden and started to write.
0: (laughs) I started to garden a bad thing. (laughs) She made me garden. I took up new hobbies. It was a nightmare.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But she said in her own words, nothing could satisfy her soul.
2: Right.
1: I mean, to be fair, you never see Portia hanging
0: out with too many pals, I'm just saying.
2: It's true, but maybe she doesn't want to either. You maybe never... it's like an insular life. They've got know? that, there's various massive homes, you know. That's right. Talk about White Lotus.
1: So what do you think? What do you think the dynamic was? Because this was the first gay relationship she'd ever been in.
2: That is always tricky for an experienced homosexual... <laughs> <laughs> To take on a new convert to the cause, and even one that's sort of less committed to the identity, mm. I think is a tricky old thing. And I've seen it many, many times, I have to say. So I'm not so surprised with that. Although that, all that controlling stuff doesn't sound very nice either.
1: And there's the age difference as well. And
0: the big massive power imbalance and just in terms of their fame and things as well. That
2: can be really intoxicating, you know. And I remember one time I was at some sort of, I don't know, some sort of like gay talk or whatever. And they were talking about age difference relationships. And they said that the reason those can work is because the two partners are not in competition. Mm
1: -hmm. Interesting. I like that. But here's what I think is interesting. So apparently this was one of the vows. So Portia and Ellen got married. And one of the vows they made in their ceremony, Portia said, it's good to be loved. It's better to be understood. When I say I love you, what it really means is I understand you.
2: Wow. We <laughs> vow to never speak the words and <laughs> ever. <laughs> Again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it feels like Portia, she was that sexy, you know, she was on Ali McBeal, yeah. she was making like all the horror films that were really popular in the noughties. But it seems like ever since she's got together with Ellen, her career has very much been yes, Yeah, aside from a lot retin- of
0: development, I don't know what else she's been really praised for. Arrested Development was the last big one I remember, and that was she was she was a big character in that as well. She
2: was on some streaming thing that I think was not a huge success, but had like a big launch.
0: Maybe she just like thought, screw it, I don't need the money. I can just hang at home and just be. I mean, you can't blame the girl. Yeah, I can literally I can garden and walk so Portia could run. You know what I mean? And also walk
2: the dogs and walk the dogs, make the cocktails.
0: Someone's got to order all the white pants suits as well for the various no, award show no, parties. Keep the white you know company I mean?
2: in business. No,
0: keep the
1: white company. No. In Is Portia in charge of her Gmail, do you think?
2: I think she's still with Earthling, Ellen. <laughs> yeah, she she's with Earthling. Maintain that just for friends.
1: In their late 90s pomp, who do you think, Ellen or Anne, who do you think could you see yourself going on a night out with?
2: I think I'm probably a little bit more like Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but. I think I like her sense of humor. Kooky old Anne always struck me as a little bit fly by night, a little bit too flaky. I'm always wary of that. Me and Ellen, I think could have had a good old night.
1: When you say flaky, do you mean bisexual? No, I
0: don't. <laughs> I think you'd end discuss it a lot of spirituality on a night yeah. out.
2: all that kind of spirituality and tele-
1: tarot cards would appear. Yeah, I definitely, definitely she's got crystals on her, all, she, her person. Definitely, she definitely has to cleanse her crystals. It was
2: all like beaded bags and yeah, hemp know, trousers.
1: Anklets, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Whereas Ellen would have like a measuring tape or like a screwdriver.
2: The proper lesbians I grew up with, you know. Yeah. She's a soft butch.
1: I think it comes to the part of the (laughs) evening where we ask the big question in the breakup of Ellen DeGeneres and Anne Hesch. Bearing in mind, Anne has been married twice, she's got two kids, she still seems to work a lot. She has, since the breakup, been nominated for a Tony Award. Anne? She, yeah. She Don't was nominated what? for a Tony Award. She was in a musical with Alec Baldwin. She got nominated for a Tony Award. She's low-key busy. She is low-key <laughs> really? busy. I'm She's shocked. Really low-key.
2: <laughs> Tony's not that low-key, but anyway.
1: Anne was in a few episodes of Ali McBeal. But Ellen right. must... Watching old episodes of Valley MacBeal must be a very stressful experience mm. for Ellen DeGeneres. So, we had Anne's story, whereas Ellen, after a rocky few years after a sitcom ending, she got the Ellen talk show. She was America's sweetheart. She got married to Portia. However, in the last few yeah, years. She friends
2: with we... George Bush.
1: That's where it all started going down. <laughs> what do we think Portia got Ellen for her 60th birthday? Using her own money, I assume.
2: Maybe like. <laughs> A third ownership of title,
0: Close. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
0: iPod Nano. But really out home, of date.
2: Like a home system. Like a, yeah. like an Apple home system.
0: Tell us. A oh safari. Probably a <laughs>
2: safari where she can shoot endangered species <laughs> without the prying eyes of the world media.
1: You're <laughs> <laughs> actually very close. For his 60th birthday, Portia gave Ellen her own gorilla sanctuary wow that is that says a lot there's a lot
0: in that sentence
2: yeah
0: <laughs> what do you get the girl who has everything more <laughs> gorilla gorilla <laughs> you, you
2: know and you, you know i mean here's the thing share does something like that and she gets lauded ellen does something like that it gets swept <laughs> under the carpet and no one's talking about it
0: <laughs> <laughs> one thing i will say about ellen i don't think anyone talks about enough is how good she looks for her age. I think yeah. Ellen looks, like, remarkably good. She looks like 45 to me. Like, she's looks so good for her age. And you can't really see any real great evidence of a lot having been done to her face cosmetic yeah. surgery or filler-wise. Mm. It just looks like she somehow has this exceptionally good genes. She looks amazing for her age. No one talks hair. about it enough.
1: Lesbians, great skin. Great skin. They
0: okay, have good skin. Imagine all the skincare products they can share together as well. Uh. You know, just the amount of hyaluronic acid. You just...
2: They're separate bathrooms I'm sure yes and they you know they have someone who fills all that stuff they're not shaming oh
1: god lucky lesbians crazy in the great split we have to make a decision (sighs) you need to make a decision in the breakup of Anna Hesh and Ellen DeGeneres David Mills who do you think has thrived and who has just survived
2: well I don't think this says anything about me I think this is objective truth. Ellen has thrived and Anne H, because I think it's H, not H, I think Anne I H has just survived.
0: Just about. But, you know,
2: she's also thrived in her own wacky way. Her thriving was never going to look like Ellen's thriving.
1: I don't know if you can hear it, but if you pause and you listen very quietly, you can actually hear Ellen DeGeneres Breaking into a little mom dance at the news. <laughs> oh God! <man. laughs> she has won the breakup. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mister Bills, you're obviously an expert on romance, but we like to help others. There is a very special lady who is currently single, and we'd like to ask all our guests who we think the person that you think she should couple up with. Yes, the person
0: we're speaking of is the one, the only, the fabulous, but unbelievably single,
2: Cher. Do you know who's free? John Kerry.
0: Ooh! Oh. This is a nice one.
2: And super rich, because his wife was a Heinz, and she died and left him all that money.
0: Super and liberal. Super
2: into the environment, political. She loves that. But he's got a great sense of humor, still he's dashing bit, at his he's age. He's a bit
1: of a silver fox.
2: Age appropriate. John Kerry and Cher. Oh,
0: yeah. that's
1: great. That's great. Because he's got the army background. Yeah. He's, he's got- like left wing, but he's like a bit like mainstream American apple pie. Mm-hmm. I know I he I'm- likes for music. I think her mom would be really happy with that. Oh, oh,
2: she would be thrilled.
0: She'd love that. She'd be
2: thrilled. I mean, the problem is, she likes younger guys and she likes rock and rollers.
1: Maybe in her age, she realizes try something new. I've tried that, Maybe. it hasn't worked out. David, thank you so much for joining our Thrupple. What fun. Where can we find you?
2: Follow me on Twitter or Instagram at David Mills, D-E-P-T. David Mills, David Mills, D-E-P-T. That's me. And I have a fabulous newsletter called Mm, Quality Time. Highly recommend. You can find out about that on Twitter. If you go to my Twitter account, David Mills Department, then you can sign up for my very successful... Weekly e-newsletter. A range of people skim every
0: Internationally. Week. An
2: international. Internationally. international
0: Skimmed through newsletter.
2: Group, internationally skimmed through newsletter. <laughs> yes.
0: It is widely ignored in yeah. airport waiting line, guys. Yeah. Come on.
2: <laughs> widely ignored around the world. Around the world, around honestly. The world. <laughs> or... As I said earlier, whenever two or more gather in my name, I am there in spirit. So just bring your friends yes. together in my name and I will be with you.
0: <laughs> the Way They Were is an Amanda Redman
1: production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush. So email us on thewaytheywerepod@gmail.com at gmail.com
0: or find us on twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on
1: instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The, the way they were. were.